0: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark.
1: Hey everyone, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today we have a special guest who has made such a big splash in the publishing industry, Zibby Owens. Zibby is an author, publisher, podcaster, bookstore owner wife and mother of four kids, ages eight to 15. And most of this happened kind of by accident, although you don't actually become an overnight success story like Zibby Owens without a lot of hard work and intuition and great people skills. Zibby is known as a major league book influencer. And this started when she began her weekly podcast in 2018. It's called Moms Don't Have Time to Read, She interviews all kinds of interesting authors on her podcast, and now this has grown into a whole Zibi universe with multiple podcasts, a publishing house, a magazine, retreats, classes, a book club, and an independent bookstore. You can see Zibby regularly on television sharing her latest and greatest book picks. She's on Good Morning America all the time. And she's a writer herself with several books published in the last few years. She did her undergrad years at Yale. Then she went to Harvard for business school. So obviously she's a total underachiever. Zibby, welcome back to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast.
0: Oh, thanks, Amy. It's so nice to be here.
1: Yeah, I want to thank you for contributing to the 30th anniversary edition of the original Chicken Soup for the Soul book. You know, we really try to have today's thought leaders in there. And it was perfect that your story is about a dream come true because that's what the original Chicken Soup for the Soul book was all about. It was about following dreams and pursuing passions. So what was that dream for you?
0: Well, the dream starting out was really to write a book, but it grew into so much more. Once I started my podcast, I fell in love with interviewing authors, and I could see from a bigger picture what needed to be done or changed or added to the publishing world as it was. And then the dream became, well, my lifelong dream was always owning my own bookstore, but I never thought it would actually happen. And then I realized it could happen, and then it did happen. So that's what I wrote about in the book, and I was on the plane watching you've got mail and writing this essay and thinking like how crazy life has become
1: it is amazing what has happened wow when you started that podcast i guess it was a way of interviewing interesting authors for books that you wanted to read anyway and then it just mushroomed
0: yes it became a daily podcast in the pandemic and i've been doing it daily since march of 2020 with just a few a few days off <laughs> but I just can't get enough of it. Every author who I decide not to interview feels like a loss. I mean, everybody I meet has something interesting to share. I have, I learned something. I read a new book. It's amazing. Yeah,
1: I think it would be fascinating. I'd love to just read books and interview the authors. That would be so much fun. But of course, you've taken it so much farther than that. I mean, most people would be satisfied with just having that podcast. But You've done so many other things, like what possessed you to start your own publishing house? I mean, that's big and risky. That's really a big deal, running your own publishing house.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it sure is. It started because I wanted to hear more from the authors I was interviewing. I didn't want to have the end of our conversations be at the end of the interview, and I wanted to get unique content from them. And so I started this magazine which originally had a different name. Now it's Zippy Mag. When they would write essays, personal essays that I could publish similar to what you do in the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And I loved that. I loved getting original content from authors and having authors like Lily King email me an essay she'd written and I got to see it right there. It was amazing. And then I found myself telling people a lot, well, you should write a book, or you should write a book about this, or you should write a book. or. And I wanted to know what those stories were. And then when I realized there were some opportunities in the publishing world, and that maybe I could do things a little bit differently and pair that with the, my love of sort of nudging out content from amazingly bright people, that maybe I could be of service to this industry. And so I decided to try it.
1: Yeah. And how are you finding it? Because I mean, I'm a publisher and I know how hard it is. Like you can get the books created and that seems like it should be the hard part of the job, but then you got to get the books on store shelves and then you have to get the books to leave the store shelves and go home with people. And that's the hard part is getting on the store shelves and getting the books to go home with people.
0: It is really hard. It takes a lot of work. I have an amazing team, but... The goal cannot just be how many books are sold. That's not, like, fulfilling on a deeper level, although, obviously, we need to do that. Right. <laughs> but today, for instance, we had our, a lunch where six of our authors spoke about their books on Zoom And I was so energized and motivated. And I'm like, this makes all of it worth it. All of the emails and the forms and this and that. And should we go to this festival? And should we talk to this bookseller? And what about this marketing plan? Hearing authors talk about their books, knowing the books are fantastic and that I'm going to have some part in getting them out into the world, that is the best feeling. And I feel like I'm so passionate about it that that's got to count for something. So, I'm sort of of the school where if you do what you absolutely love, people can tell and you keep doing it. So that might be naive and I won't, you know, if, if no books ever sell, then I can't do this forever type of thing. But I like to think I'm adding value and at least helping people see things in a different way and at least putting my name on, on books that I'm super proud to be affiliated with.
1: So this podcast is going to drop on July 14th. So, right in the middle of the summer reading season, what are a couple of books that you are publishing this summer that you think people should be aware of?
0: In June, we have a book coming out by an author named Jane Delury. It's called Hedge. And you might notice it in bookstores because it's so beautiful. It just looks like one big hedge with giant letters that say hedge in the middle. And it's about a mother of two who's separated and is a landscape garden historian and goes to Montgomery Place to do a project and meet a man and something happens and she has to deal with the pull between her kids and her love and herself, it's really good. And it's getting a lot of advanced buzz and reviews and things like that coming out. So I would highly recommend Hedge and we have more of a thriller, psychological suspense coming out in July called Wednesdays at One about a Cambridge-based psychiatrist and a mysterious patient who comes. So if you like that genre, that's a great one as well. And in August, we'll have a novel called Wine People about two women in the male-dominated wine industry who start as frenemies and end up in a very different place.
1: Oh, my gosh. All three of those sound so good.
0: They're really good. Yeah. They, they really <laughs> sound wonderful.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's fabulous. Now, are they going to be available on the Libby app? Is, does that happen where your eBooks go onto the Libby app also?
0: I have to triple check that that is happening. That is supposed to be happening, but I will make sure.
1: Yeah, because I think I looked up one of your spring books on the Libby app because I do so much reading on my Kindle and I don't think that they were available on Libby, but that's probably changed by now.
0: I will look into it, and it's a good reminder. See, this is one of those eight million things. (laughs) Yes, I know.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's just the publishing business would consume all your time, but you're doing your daily podcast. You're doing all the other things that you do. And by the way, four children. Yeah. And your kids are lovely. So just for our listeners to know, we bought tickets at the very last minute for a Broadway show a few months ago. And, of course, got house seats because we bought it the very last minute and they had released them because no VIP had appeared for these tickets. And we ended up sitting right next to Zibby and her entire family, which was really <laughs> such a fun coincidence.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that um, was yeah, really we were, great. That was fun. We were there for my husband's birthday.
1: Oh, I didn't know it was his birthday. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break for an ad, and then we're going to be back with Zibby to talk about some of the life lessons that she has learned on this amazing journey.
0: This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's gonna be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com.
1: We're back with Zibby Owens, and here's what I want to know. What are some of the life lessons you've learned as you've created this collection of businesses? And what do you wish you had known before you started it
0: all? Oh, I wish I had known That I would never work out again. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Life lessons I've learned. I've learned that it's really important to surround yourself with incredibly bright people who you also like, that you'll be spending so much time with the people you work with. And you might not get it right at first, but keep trying. And the right people make all the difference. So that is really important. Trusting my instincts is another big thing. I've had people along the way tell me so many times that things that I believe in aren't going to work. Like, you're not really going to start a publishing company, right? Or why is your podcast title so long? You should change it. And just every step of the way, someone has said, that's not a good idea. And I just don't listen. Sometimes I listen when I agree.
1: So sometimes you just don't listen And I totally get that because you're breaking into an industry that's been around forever where there are these ways that people do things. But you're here to be a disruptor. You're disrupting every business that you've gotten into.
0: (laughs) I'm just coming at it from a different perspective. I'm not coming into the publishing industry having worked in the publishing industry. I come at it as an author. I come at everything as an author and a reader. And that's a very different perspective than coming from the business of publishing. So I think listening to my instincts has really helped. Another life lesson that is really important is paying attention to how I feel things are going. So I'm always reevaluating whether it's (laughs) my kid's school or a line of business or a podcast I start or something in the network or anything I'm involved in, I believe is not to say subject to change, but I'm very much looking and learning and willing to make the hard decisions to move in different directions if that's the way things are going. So I'm not afraid of, of making changes. And I think that's really important.
1: That is so important. Before I did Chicken Soup for the Soul, I was on the board of six different public technology companies. So they were all growing fast in a, you know, a rapidly changing environment. And I used to say to my CEOs, I don't want to see a five-year business plan from you. All the board members were these old geezers who wanted five-year business plans. I said, Those are the worst, because if you have one of those, then you feel like you're supposed to stick to it. And I want us to be nimble. And if we've gone down a path and whatever path we've gone down isn't going to work, I want us to be able to immediately turn back and try a different path and not feel bound to some long-term business plan. Because you have to be willing to say, you know what? That was a mistake. I'm going to stop Mm -hmm. doing that. So I totally agree with you.
0: Yeah, it's important. And not even total mistakes, but just it's clear. It's like bumper cars. You you go, and then you're like, okay, and now that's going to take me to this different direction. And maybe I wouldn't have gotten to point C if I hadn't been at point B. So I don't view it as a total loss. It's just a learning on the way to where I'm supposed to be getting.
1: So all that stuff you learned at Harvard Business School, is it helping now?
0: I mean honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, honestly. <laughs> um, no, I think I think bits and pieces of what I learned are very helpful. I think I really liked this operations class at business school and I did really well and I was like how bizarre that operations, you know, why that? But I I use a lot of of that stuff for even making books and everything like that. I remember marketing, things I learned in marketing. But honestly, one of the the most beneficial classes I took in business school was about personal and career development because it had you really do a deep dive into yourself and figure out what you wanted to do and why and what skills you bring to it. And I recently found my presentation for that class, and I did very well in that class because I'm very self-aware. And I literally described what I'm doing now only it didn't exist back then. There was no podcast. I knew what I wanted to do, and it just hadn't been created. So I, I think another life lesson and another thing I've learned is the importance of timing. And whether it's you're trying to sell a book or you're trying to start a business, it might not be the timing that you want or even having a kid. But this is the way life works. And if you just hang in there, you'll get where you want to go.
1: Well, this is all great advice. I'm in awe of what you have created. Zibby, thank you for joining us today.
0: I know our listeners can
1: learn more about you and the whole Zibby universe at zibbyowens.com. And they can also follow you on your very nice Instagram account and other social media, right?
0: Yes, I'm always on Instagram.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, I really appreciate you coming today. For everybody listening, thanks for listening to Zibby Owens and me today. And Please join me next time for an interview with Rabbi Steve later, to talk about his story in our 30th anniversary book, which is about mourning for his father and learning how to let go and hold on at the same time.